0: Welcome to the Behind Their Business podcast, the show that's peeling back the curtain and showing what's actually happening behind the scenes of running a business. I'm your host, Steph Blake, and each week you'll hear from women at all levels of business who are showcasing their stories of struggle and triumph as they juggle business ownership with day-to-day life. Join us to hear inspiring stories and strategies for starting and growing your own business. Hey everybody, Steph Blake here, and I am so glad that you are here for this week's episode. As usual, it is going to be amazing, so you are in for a treat. But before we dive into that episode, I want you to join our private and 100% free and supportive community, for business owners to connect in called the Competent CEO Community. So if you have not joined us yet, here is your invitation to come and join us. Each week I also do a live training to share my best tips and tricks for scaling an online business the easy way. We talk about strategy, team building, mindset, tools, automation, and everything in between to help you confidently step into the CEO role in your business. So you can go to confidentceocommunity.com to join us today. And now let's dive in to this discussion with our incredible guest. Welcome back to the Behind Their Business Podcast. If you are an avid listener or if this is your first time to the show, welcome. Today, our guest is going to talk about what it's like to pivot multiple times in your business and why this was the best thing for her. It's also been the best thing for me too. So maybe I'll weave in a little bit of my story to just kind of talk about that a bit. And she's also going to be talking about what it's like to lose your identity after becoming a stay-at-home mom and then a business owner. This is something that we were talking about before I hit record, how we both were kind of feeling alone in our own regards, because we thought that we were the only people going through this. So I'm glad that we're going to be able to talk about this together to make any other moms out there who have felt alone, know that you're not alone. And there are other people going through that identity shift, identity crisis as well. But she is a mom of two who lives on the East coast of Canada and enjoys spending time outdoors. She is also a business coach who helps entrepreneurs scale their income and impact through funnels and technology. You guys know me, you know, I am a tech nerd, love all <laughs> things about that. So please welcome to the show, Rachel McBay. Rachel, so glad you're here.
1: Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you, but more specifically like about this topic, because as you said, it's like one of those things, like we feel so alone in so many ways in our entrepreneurship journey, but especially like this identity piece. I know I struggled with and kind of always thought maybe I was the only one who felt that way. So, yeah, I'm really yeah, I mean just
0: struggling with the identity of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. And then being an entrepreneur as a female and then you yeah. throw mom life into it, right? So <laughs> exactly. it's just like who are we?
1: Yeah, are for we, sure. Right? Yeah. Definitely.
0: So, let let's start at the beginning. So, I know you said that you pivoted your business a couple of times. So, where did you start? What did you pivot to to lead you yeah. to where you are now?
1: Yeah. So, well, I might even start a little bit further back than that if it's okay. Like before I even started my business, um, I I was like an entrepreneur when I was really young. My sisters and I owned a business together uh, until the age of 18. I started at the age of seven. Loved it. I kind of knew
0: I always... Wait, you owned a business when you were seven years old?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So where I grew up, there's a, a, a big river and you could rent inner tubes to tube down it. And our house happened to be near the bottom of the river. So when I was seven, my oldest sister was 14. I have three sisters. We started this tube rental business and then eventually they moved out and then I ran it on my own and just loved everything about being an entrepreneur. So I knew someday... <laughs> I hope That's to so cool. be able to do that. That's yeah, awesome. <laughs> That's a great way to start. Um, but you know, I went the usual course and I went to university, got my degree, you know, got like a great career, all the things that I had also envisioned that, you know, I would do. Um, and at a young age, I always had said, I don't want to be a stay-at-home parent. <laughs> this sounds terrible, but this was, you know, my reality. I was like, I don't want to be a stay-at-home parent. I would love for my partner to be like my husband, but I really enjoyed working. I enjoyed the jobs that I had. I enjoyed contributing in that way, making an income, all the things. Um, but unfortunately, my story took like a pretty drastic shift in the fact that um, when my son was born, so he's my second child and a daughter and a son, when he was born in Canada, we have like a year of maternity leave. So I was home and I was due back. I feel like it was like maybe in two weeks time um, and found out I didn't have a job to go back to our company had merged with another one. And so I just kind of got this phone call that was like, Hey, we don't need you anymore. Cause there's sort of like two of you. <laughs> so like the world just kind of felt like it was like spinning and collapsing on me and you know, like what now? Right. Um, so I had been really enjoying staying home with both of my kids, which is funny cause not that I didn't think I would enjoy my kids. I just didn't think I'd enjoy just being home all the time with them. Um, so my husband and I, you know, discussed how could we make that work, right? Like, you know, me staying home. And so we did, we made a number of like big adjustments actually sold our really big house and moved into a smaller one and did all of these things to make it feasible. Um, but somewhere in there, it was such a shift from like being the breadwinner, being in corporate, you know, being an employee and all of these things to, oh my God, I'm like responsible for two children. And like, that's literally my life, right? Like that's this is, this is my reality. Uh, so taking on that role was a big shift in identity for me. And for a long time, I actually kind of just really felt lost, especially because most of my friends were still working, right? Like most of my female friends at least. Right. So you know, you get together at parties and get togethers and everybody be talking about their jobs and this and that, the next thing and kids too. But I'd be like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like I, I felt like I didn't relate anymore. <laughs> so, um, so there was definitely an identity shift there. And, um, and then certainly, I mean, it shifted too when I became an entrepreneur, but in the meantime, what I had discovered was it's not really about the role that I play. It's not, am I an employee? Am I a mom? Am I an entrepreneur? Like I'm just Rachel and what does Rachel want and who does Rachel want to be? And who does she want to show up as regardless of what role she's playing? Um, so that took years <laughs> though, for me to figure out. I was home before I started my business. I was home for, I think about seven years with the kids. So it it took a lot of time and self-reflection and things like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I mean, it makes a lot of sense why we kind of feel the need to put ourselves into these buckets, like with these titles, because That's kind of what we're raised to do. Like you, you go to school, you get a job, you have a title, right? And then that's the title you're known for. When you go to a party, for example, you meet somebody for the first time. Oh, what do you do? Yeah, I'm a insert title, right? (laughs) So, I mean, it makes sense why we have, and I just kind of like realized that while you were talking, (laughs) but I mean, it makes sense how how we lose our identities because then your title shifted to stay at home mom. right? But it's not something that, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, that you've fully identified with, like you knew that there was something missing, right? Yeah,
1: I did. Yeah, exactly. I never, not that I didn't enjoy that role. I loved it. And I was really happy. It was a blessing in disguise that I lost my job. Like I like was so grateful in the end that that's the turn that my life took. Um, But yeah, I had never envisioned myself that ahead of time, right? So it was, it was this role I took on that I, you know, in this title that I felt really wasn't mine, right? It took a long time. And then in that, I think that's where it caused so much, um, you know, kind of like, well, if that's who I am and I never thought that's who I'd be like, like, is that who I am? Like, it was just really weird to have this label. And then I realized, well, that's a role that I play, but that's not me. That doesn't define who I am. That's just part of, you know, what I do, right? A role that I play, right? So, um, and then that's kind of like when I became an entrepreneur too. I've really, and I think this has helped with, you know, talking about shifting your business. I think it's helped too, because it's like, I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm not a blank. Like, yes, I may offer this service, but that's not just who I am. It's something I can offer, right? So, Um, I think it made it easier with all the shifts that I've taken throughout the you know the past few years in in my business for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like there needs to be some kind of revolt against the titles because (laughs) like saying the name, like for example, I call myself a business coach and scaling strategist. Like, sure that means one thing, but I I do a lot of other things too.
1: Right. And I'm yeah, you're so much more than than only
0: that, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. Can you remember, I don't know if you can or not, like a specific time when, or maybe like an example where you realized that that identity was shifting?
1: Yeah. I don't know if I remember a specific time that it shifted, but I do, I do remember like, just that, like I said, feeling of like kind of being lost, especially I noticed it more so in social settings. And like I said, where, you know, my sisters were all, you know, they all, Had careers and my friends all had careers and they also had children, but it just was a different role that they played. And I kind of had to like go from, I almost had to have a mindset shift. And I don't remember like a specific incident. It was like something I worked on over time, but it was this mindset shift of like, it's okay to not be in that role, right? That, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, defines part of what you do or who you are. But at the core, that's, you know, I'm still me and I still can enjoy, you know, all sorts of different things, right? Like it's more came down to this, like who is Rachel? What does she enjoy? What brings her joy? How can she contribute? And I took on a role instead um, of actually volunteering. So I became like a really big volunteer in the school and in the community and things like that. So it was just kind of tuning into more like, you know, how else can I define myself that still, you know, I guess brings me joy. Right. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it wasn't a, yeah, it wasn't a definitive moment, but it was definitely like a series of you know, a series of things over time for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now I'm going to say something, and I don't, I don't know if it's, it's not a blanket <laughs> statement by any means. But a lot of the moms that I have talked to, who are kind of in a similar situation to you,
1: yeah. where they
0: were a stay-at-home mom for a while, titles, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, for, no. yeah, for a while, <laughs> and then they did a lot of volunteering, like with their kids' schools. They, a lot of them, started their yeah. own businesses. I've noticed. Now, did you notice any correlation to moving from volunteering into starting your own business? I'm just, yeah, I know I totally
1: did. There was, there's an organ, local organization here and it's one um, that helps like, Families, And in particular, new families and new moms, new parents, like in all sorts of different ways. So there's like kind of like baby and parent, you know, time and toddler time and then these like nursing programs and all these things. And so I actually um, ended up being asked to be on their board of directors just because I kind of volunteered in a number of other ways. So I sat on their board of directors and they needed fundraising help. And, like, that's something that would, in a kind of previous life, like past, you know, career, is something that I had done as, like, an organizer kind of for our province here for the Alzheimer's Society. So, anyways, I, I really leaned into this role as a volunteer. And it kind of, like, brought that spark back, though, um, of wanting to be an entrepreneur, wanting to, like, do things in my own way and still being able to contribute. Um, so, I think it was, like, playing that role, it reminded me of all the skills that I had that I could tap back into as an entrepreneur. Um, But the other really good thing was for me, having lost my job in the way that I lost it, it also made me never want to be employed by somebody else again and them have that power over my life. Right. So it was kind of like,
0: because so many people find quote unquote security in Mm -hmm. their nine to five jobs, right? Because it's a stable, consistent paycheck. You have Mm -hmm. healthcare, but like in your situation, it was clearly not very stable, right?
1: Whereas in the world of
0: entrepreneurship, you are literally in control, right? You could
1: choose. Yes. And that's, I think that's that really cool piece too, about like being able to pivot as well. Like I couldn't as easily do that in a career. Right. But like, you know, and like you said, it's like security. Everybody thinks, I have this job. I have this employment. Like it's never going to disappear. And what happened was, like, you know, I'd worked there for seven years, and all of a sudden it was just like you're just like another number. Like you're just thrown away. And it was such this like reality check, as in like, there's no real security. Yes, it's like you can expect a consistent, you know, paycheck and things like that, but. It doesn't mean that that will be for forever, right? Things happen, things change. And my husband too has experienced losing his job even since then at one point too. So the two of us are like, you know, none of this is guaranteed, but at least like say, I feel owning my own business. I know people will argue, well, you don't ever know where the next client's coming from or you don't know whatever, but I don't really agree. Like, yes, you have to kind of either, you know, set systems in place and to figure out what marketing works and, you know, build networks and do all that things, but you have control over that. Right. So yeah, I a hundred percent agree for sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I, I almost think no, nah, I may be crazy saying this, but I kind of think it's fun not knowing where the next <laughs> client is coming from because nine yeah. times out of 10, the person who slides into my DMS will yeah. be like the most perfect person that I yeah. did not know existed. Right. Yeah. And I it's agree. like when you market effectively, especially using attraction-based marketing, which I know is like a buzzword, but I mean, that that's what makes the process really easy to find mm-hmm. clients, you know? So yeah. anyway, let's talk about um, your entrepreneurship journey. So yeah. you were on the board of directors and- yeah. Then you started your business while you were on the board of directors or did you kind of just put that to the side and then go all in?
1: Yeah, I did start it at the same time. And while I was still continuing to actually volunteer at the kids' school, I was really involved. I was like the chair of one of the committees there and on home and school and all the things. And like, you know, just, I really wanted to be involved um, because my kids were there, but also just to kind of like make a difference. Right. Um, So yeah, it was still while I was volunteering, I decided that one, I did want to start bringing in additional income for our family. Um, we love to travel. Like that's our thing, right? If we're going to spend money on anything, that's it. My kids absolutely love it as well. So it was like bringing in additional kind of disposable income for us was, you know, um, a focus of mine and wanted to contribute in that way. But also I just felt really good contributing um, like in these volunteer roles. And I thought, and especially in like a like fundraising and marketing is what I was kind of helping with, which is like part of my background sales and marketing anyway, like with my careers and degree and everything else. So it kind of just got me like energized and like, okay, well, if I want to bring in an income, right, and I have these skill sets and I know that I'm still really passionate about them, like what like what can I do, right? So um, I started out, it's kind of funny because I have like a really big sales, professional sales background, but I actually started out my business in web design because, oh my gosh, like back in the day when websites were like literally all coding, and whatever. actually when I was a teenager, when I first learned how to like design websites. Um, So it was then and a little bit while I was at university, it was a job that I had to kind of help pay for university was designing these sites. So I thought, all right, like, what can I do that people might need online? Right. And so I started with websites and, um, and this is kind of where the pivoting began. I did that and I had clients and I enjoyed it, but there were still some things about it that I was like, I don't want to be doing this for the next, you know, five, 10, 10 years. (laughs) So I, uh, I was like, okay, well, what could I do instead? And kind of got caught up in social media management because, I'd been doing it for my own business, constantly had people asking me questions you know, about what I was doing and how I did it and how do you do this and all of these things. Um, so kind of like did a pivot into that <laughs> for a while. <laughs> and then naturally it's like people ask me to do Facebook ads. So you know, did all of these, these things as well. Um, I had a pulse on, like I love funnels. That's what I do is like funnel strategy and implementation. I had a pulse on it because of websites, right? It's like there was websites and then there was funnels. So I'd been studying them, learning about them, been involved in a program where like they teach you them. And I was like, someday, <laughs> someday I will do something with these. Um, but yeah, so I pivoted in like social media management and ads management. And then funny enough, what happened was I was planning to kind of like become a Facebook ads manager. And I reached out to a person who like whose world I had been in, but didn't like know her personally, you know, how the Facebook kind of world works, right? You can be in someone's group for a long time. You feel like you kind of know them, even if you've never really like connected with them personally. Um, so I had been in her group and kind of just seen her sort of in the same circle. And I reached out to her to see if she'd be willing to be a bit of a mentor. She was a Facebook ad strategist, still is, and asked if she could be a bit of a mentor for me with ads. and what was interesting is she was all for it and we were trying to figure out how that would work. And in the meantime, she knew I knew the back end of like um, websites and um, her clients kind of needed some help with putting code, you know, Facebook ads code and things in them and different things of campaign. And as I dug in the back end of these pieces, you know, a lot of them had funnels and they would say, she'd say, oh, well, could you help them maybe fix some of these parts of this funnel and parts of that and whatever else? And as I dove in more and more, I was like, I really like this more than Facebook ads. Right. <laughs> so, so I did another pivot. So, I mean, it's been a lot in like, basically I've had my business for three years. I've been doing funnels basically only well, I say only, but I mean like just only as the service I offer for like the last year and a half. Um, but it's been fun to be an entrepreneur, and just like I live by a motto of like, life's too short to not be happy, and that literally has played into my business as well. It's like if this doesn't excite me, and there's something else out there that does, right? Then why not pursue that, right? So
0: yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean i I've been in business for about six years now, and I've had. Let me count. I always count eight or nine different businesses up until this point. And I mean, I've done, I've done everything, (laughs) everything from like network marketing to drop shipping, to affiliate marketing, to funnel strategy, to like, you name it. I'm Facebook ads management, Like I've done everything at one point or another, because like you, I just, I always felt like I would do something for a little bit and then it just wasn't exciting. You know? So I would do something else. And then I finally made the move to what I'm doing now, which is coaching and consulting. And I'm like, aha, th- this is
1: <laughs> this is <laughs> where
0: I meant to be. And I've been doing it for three, almost three and a half years since. And I haven't changed. Oh wow. So, <laughs>
1: that's so awesome. It's like, okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can tell the difference. Well, I could. I don't know. Could you tell the difference when you finally found
1: mm-hmm. what was right
0: for you? It was just like, okay. I'm home. it was
1: like a big <laughs> like, I want to say like sigh of relief, but that's not even, I guess, the right words for it, but it was just like ah, like a big weight kind of felt lifted off of me. It was like, I'm done like searching. And it's not saying like, I know you would appreciate this and and the people listening who are business owners, especially in the online space too, I find. But like, this is the thing. Now, will I shift in a little way here and there along the way? Of course, I love teaching. I've discovered that I run workshops all the time. I have 15 workshops this month that I'm running. I love teaching. So it's like, how can I you know, take my knowledge and what I know, which is doing the tech and the back end and the implementation as well as strategy and like find new ways to, you know, incorporate teaching into that too. So, um, but yeah, it, it, it did, it landed differently when I found it, it was like,
0: oh, okay, we're here. <laughs> yeah, It was kind of like when I was, dating guys before I met my husband. And then I am in and I'm like, okay,
1: we're here. This is where we were supposed to be. Yeah. You know, you kind of like feel at home or something with it. So yeah. But that's what, I mean, that's the really cool thing though, about being an entrepreneur. And especially for me, like when you start talking about like, you kind of get bored with something that is so my personality, like I have had, even in my you know past, previous employment, like I've had numerous jobs, not because like I didn't do a good job or, you know, something about it. Like I just kind of got bored and I would look for the next thing and I would take that job and then I'd get bored. And so that's kind of the beauty of entrepreneurship too, I feel like is, you know, you have the flexibility to do what you enjoy. And if you get bored, you know, you can find something else. And I think it's really important. I feel like, you know, that's the whole idea is like, it. I think it's critical in your business to make shifts to, to, you know, follow what your skills, your passions are and, uh, and to avoid boredom.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. 100%. If you notice yourself getting bored, then there's something wrong because, yeah. and I'm not saying that every day should be the most exciting day. Oh, of like, yeah. <laughs> there, there's days when I have to do monotonous stuff and I'm like, I don't want to do this, but I know <laughs> I have to do it. But overall, Overall, yeah. it should be fun and exciting. Exactly. Uh, and that's when you know that you are in alignment, right? Yes. Um, so I know you mentioned that you loved to travel. Have you been traveling much lately? And then a follow-up question to that is, um, are you able to take, I'm assuming you could take your business along mm-hmm. with you. Can your husband do that as well?
1: He can't. No. And unfortunately due to COVID, we were actually, uh, it was really interesting. We took a trip to Florida. So like I said, we're on the East coast of Canada. We took a trip to Florida, literally like the week kind of of, or before everything was like shutting down. Like while we were there, it was like, Disney's closing. Like, you know, like there's no more basketball with like a live audience. There's no more this, there's no more that. We were like, what is happening to the world? So since then we haven't taken any like big trips, um, just kind of more either locally or kind of like in Atlantic Canada, like on the East coast. Um, but we do have plans this year to get away. Um, but he doesn't, but he also, he has a great job where um, he works shift work, but when he takes like a week off, it often works out just the way it falls to like be like two weeks. And I can take my work, although I will say I used to be really bad in the beginning and I've been so much better about setting boundaries. I feel like a lot of new entrepreneurs, we really suck at setting
0: boundaries. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: So now I'm at a place where it's like weekends are like my family time. There's, you know, unless there's something like a launch that a client's doing that I I know it's really helpful to be available. Like it's non-negotiable, like weekends are my time and also traveling. It's like, I need to leave the laptop at home. I need to just disconnect from it. So I certainly do my best to make that, you know, a reality for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah no, that that's great. When I first started out, I, I didn't, I wasn't even on vacation. <laughs> like if we're being honest, I was not on vacation. Yeah. I was sitting yeah. on my laptop in a different location. <laughs> that's oh, what it really- is.
1: Yeah, yeah. We went camping and I remember having my laptop there and like walking around the campground, trying to get the best Wi-Fi signal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what yep. am I thinking? Like, what am I doing?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well right now, so this is going to air after we're back from our vacation, but I'm planning for a yeah. vacation right now. And I'm already telling all of my clients, like I am going to be unplugged yeah. from this date to this date, yeah. share anything you want with me before this time. I will respond yeah. after I will we have a private community. So I'm like, I'll be in the private community intermittently, but like plan ahead right now. Like I'm giving you a month notice (laughs) so that you know that like I'm taking time off because I deserve it. We all deserve it,
1: right? Yeah. And I love that you're setting that example though, too, for your clients. Right. Like I think that's so positive and healthy for them to see as well. Right. Cause it kind of I I find like when there's people that we look up to or we work with, um, especially in a coaching role, it's like it's almost giving us permission yep. to feel okay and not feel guilty about doing the same. So I love that that's what how you do that and what you do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I also need to for my sanity because if <laughs> I I have done the whole thing where I worked 365, well. I sometimes took off Christmas. I I have worked Christmas before. I'm not even going to lie about that. Um, But it's also just necessary too, for me to be with my family, to have that connection time. We're actually going to Disney. Funny that you mentioned that. (gasps) That's
1: awesome.
0: (laughs) Yeah. My son is going to turn three while we're there. So he's going to have his third birthday at Disney, which I'm so jealous.
1: (laughs) Yeah, seriously though. (laughs) What a great memory, but that's amazing. Oh my gosh. So excited for you guys.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm very excited. Um, but thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your story. I would love to know just before we wrap up, do you have any um, I know we talked about this a little bit, but any maybe pieces of feedback for women who are going through that feeling of losing their identity, trying kind of feeling lost with where with how they're feeling, not really understanding where they belong. Like if you can just share one piece of advice, I think that would be helpful.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, for, for me, from my experience, especially like it was really tuning into more, just like, who am I as like myself, like just as Rachel, like I said, like who is Rachel, not like, who am I as a mom? Who am I as an employee? Who am I as an entrepreneur? All of things just like, who, who am I and how do I want to show up in the world and what makes me happy and what brings me joy and not really like putting a label on myself other than just me, like I'm Rachel here I am like, you know, and I'll show up this way in those different titles and roles. Right. So I think that that helped me, it wasn't an overnight thing, but I think if you just kind of really focus on, um, cause I find with the labels, like we can really guilt ourselves or feel disappointed if we're not, you know, doing things the way that we think we should. And this, that and the next thing, but if we kind of remove those labels and just think like, who am I, and what would make me happy and what are, you know, expectations. I, I want to put on myself. Like, I, I think that makes a, a big difference. And, um, And, and no too, like it's, it's okay to shift even in identities too, right? Like it's, it makes it exciting. It makes us more interesting for one too. like, I, you know, I've, I've grown so much over the years and I'm going to be 40 soon and I love it. And I embrace it because I'm like, you know, here I am (laughs) so bringing all the experience and things that I've had and twists and turns, you know, has, has really shaped me. So yeah, I think just embrace it.
0: That's amazing. And even if you're struggling to kind of understand what she said, one of the things that I did a couple of years ago when I was going through this as well is I literally got my pen and paper, my journal yeah. and I said, who, who is Stephanie? What, what does Stephanie want? So not yeah. Stephanie, the mom, not yeah. Stephanie, the wife, not Stephanie, the business owner. What does Steph me right now? What yeah. do I want? And yeah. it kind of just exploded from there, but it, it was such a simple exercise. Yeah. It was not easy.
1: It's, it's I was so just going to say it's simple but not easy because when yeah. you remove all of those things, you almost even feel even more like, oh God, like who am I? What do I want? But it's so right. important to know that. So yeah, I love that you yeah, pointed yeah. It out. It's simple but not easy.
0: Oh no, there were a lot of tears and a lot of yeah. my my poor husband. I was <laughs> I remember <laughs> when I started the exercise and then I walked out of, I was upstairs in my bedroom. I walked out crying and I'm like, <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. He was like, oh, I shed so many tears too. And same thing with my yeah. husband. Like, and I'm sure he was just like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> really. right. I, yeah, it is. It's like an identity crisis. And, you know, and I think, like you said, that's the, that's a great way to do It's just put it down pen and paper and just keep coming back to it and reflecting. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's no rush. Do it in your own time. Take as long, yeah. as, as much time as you need, because once you get to that point of really understanding who you are and what you want, that's truly where everything changes. Life just becomes so more beautiful, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, um, thank you again for being here. And where is the best place for everybody to connect with you if they want to chat?
1: Yeah. So I love hanging out on Instagram these days. So you can find me it's at Rachel McBay, and my first name spelled a little bit differently. So it's R-A-C-H-A-E-L <laughs> So, and it's M-C-B-A-Y. So um, yeah, you can come hang out, send me a message, say hi, hello. Like I love connecting with new people for sure. So that's awesome.
0: Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And we'll link to that in the show notes too for easy access. So thank you again for being here.
1: Hey, thanks. It's my pleasure.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Behind Their Business podcast with me, Steph Blake of the Blake Collective, which is a female-led company focused on helping online entrepreneurs start and scale their own businesses. If you or someone you know would make a great guest for the show, we would love to interview you. Visit our website at BehindTheirBusiness.com to submit a short application and learn more about the show and how you can support our mission. If you enjoyed the show, we would love for you to share it with a friend or a loved one too. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Thank you again for listening to the Behind Their Business podcast.